Hello, and welcome back to the North Georgia Blue Podcast, produced and distributed by the Fannin County Democratic Party. I'm your host, Meryl Clark, and we're getting into some good trouble today with our special guest, Avi Diani, Gen Z Democratic activist on the ground in Georgia. Welcome to the show, Avi. We're happy you're here with us. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to get to spend the next hour with you guys. Well, let's let our listeners know a little bit about you. Avi Diani is a Gen Z Democratic activist working to empower Democratic youth across Georgia. Currently, he is serving as the secretary for the Democratic Party of Georgia's Disability Caucus, vice chair of the Georgia High School Democrats, or GAHSD, and national committee person representing Georgia on the National High School Democrats Committee. That's impressive. Avi, was the former youth director for Representative William Bodie's campaign for labor commissioner and a youth advisor to Warnock for U.S. Senate, where Avi spent the midterms drawing out the youth vote so Democrats could win up and down the ballot, which unfortunately did not happen, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. So Avi, you're a disability advocate and you clearly have a disability as well. Tell our listeners about your disability and how it has impacted your life and your work. So first of all, thank you guys again for inviting me on. Of course. So I have what's called cerebral palsy or CP for short. And anybody in the audience who might not be familiar with it, it's a physical disability, which it isn't one type of disability, but it's a spectrum. So people with CP, I am lucky enough to have a very mild case of it where I only experience slight tremors during the day, but it could be from that mild case all the way to immobilize in a wheelchair. Oh, well, that is definitely impressive considering all that you do. And thank you for that. As a young Democratic activist, how and when did your interest in politics begin? So I actually, like many people who are now active in the political sphere, kind of gotten woken up by Trump. But for me, it wasn't the 2016 election because I was only in fifth grade when Trump won his first term. Really, it started more near the second 2020 election. And how I got started was by a stroke of chance. I started watching comedy on YouTube. And you might be like, how are the two things related? Well, anybody who's seen the late show great Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah, John Oliver, we all know that they made a lot of fun at the ridiculous stuff Trump was doing. And kind of after a couple months of watching these, I'm like, man, our country is in some serious trouble. So that's when I just decided this was during the height of the 2020 pandemic. I'm going to get off my ass <laughs> and start working on a career in politics. So I got started with my first campaign and I didn't know if I would like it. But luckily after a month or two, I found out I love the work. And anybody who knows anything about politics, your first job, the 
leads to your next, and your next leads to another one. So from there, there was a gradual build up to where I am today. Well, that's fantastic. And how is CP, your specific disability, how has that impacted your political work? Has it helped you at all? Has it hindered you? Has it made it easier, harder? What are your thoughts on that? So being somebody with a disability, growing up, I was the odd kid out I mean, I always say elementary schools are some of the meanest persons to break down your confidence. It's so true. It is. So just being that odd one out, I kind of built that persona and I kind of got used to it. So when I got started in democratic politics, one thing I really liked about it and what I think is a core of being a Democrat in 2023 is we accept you regardless of what disability you have, if you're LGBTQ, straight, if you are African American, Latino, regardless of anything, we accept you. So really, once I found this community, I felt at home and that sense of belonging within this community really inspired me to grow on my own political path. Oh my goodness, your parents must be so proud. I know I am. Oh, thank you. In fact, I actually got my mom in 2021. This was a year after I myself got into politics. I got her to run for local city council. That's wonderful. Did she win? Sadly, no. It was a blowout for us on the blue sign. Oh, But we ended up gaining a lot of connections, and that's also how I got more deeper connected with my local county party, Go Fulton Democrats, and also various young Democrat organizations across the state of Georgia. Also, some happy news. This past Thursday, my mom was just elected to the Democratic State Committee. So that is on the plus side. Oh my goodness, that's huge. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. That is so exciting. Thank you. Well, tell us about the kind of work you performed during last year's election cycle. Why do you think we failed to elect Democrats to statewide office for the Actually, we haven't had a Democrat in statewide office for the past four election cycles, running on nearly two decades now. So do you see that as a failure on the part of the DPG, the candidates, or is it just lack of effective messaging? What do you think is the problem as a Gen Z? Let me answer that in two parts. First of all, let me kind of explain what work I did in the last midterm cycle. In the last midterm cycle, I was elected to the vice chair of the Georgia High School Democrats. And in that role, I was able to work. And I am still working till this day because my term is up in May. We were able to work with high schoolers across the state of Georgia, town halls, phone banks, canvassing opportunities, GOTV rallies. We were able to set up and for high schoolers across the state, one thing I'm really proud, if they wanted to get involved during the midterm season, they 
always had an opportunity. According to our internal data, membership engagement rose nearly 600% from the prior year. Oh my! We mobilized high schoolers in Georgia on a scale never seen. We also were able to build back relationships with the DPG after they kind of were lost over the past few administrations. Besides that, in the general election cycle, I had the opportunity of working with Charlie Bailey, helping him out with volunteer recruitment. But in a bigger role, I worked with William Bodie, where I was his student engagement director. So we were again able to work with youth across the state to bring what's historically been an office youth, never think about the labor commitment to front of mind. Yes. And then in the runoff election, I got the amazing opportunity to work as a youth advisor with Senator Warnock. So I was just helping out the campaign on different youth initiatives to mobilize kids across campuses in the great state of Georgia. Well, that is so impressive. Avi, I have to say, and thank you for all your work and successes in this Serena. So Avi, tell us about your upcoming plans with the Georgia High School Democrats. Are you planning to run again? And if so, for what position and when? Yes. So as a junior, luckily I am eligible for high school Democrats for one more year. So this past year, I tell people if we got a tenth of the stuff we got done, it would still be probably the most successful board career in organization history. From advocating to engaging high schoolers across the state, we've been able to do amazing things. I am hoping that in April, any high schooler who is a member of Georgia High School Dems will approve of the work we've done and send me back for another year so we can get the job done. In your opinion, and obviously you're pretty astute politically at this point, in your opinion, what's it going to take to get Democrats elected to statewide office in Georgia? What are your thoughts moving forward into 2024 and beyond? So, first of all, I want to say, like everyone, I was outraged on election night. Mm-hmm. We had amazing candidates from the top to the very bottom, and Every Democrat who is running should have easily win their seats. I think what it comes down, though, is messaging Mm -hmm. and reaching the people where they are. This is one thing I'm a big advocate for. There were several campaigns that did a lot of stuff in Metro Atlanta, even Savannah, and these metropolitan areas. But then they weren't as much in the rural areas as someone have liked. And I think we cannot expect the voters to come to us. As much as we know that people should be voting about abortion rights, immigration rights, gun control, the fact is for your average Georgian, those aren't their top concerns. Their top concerns are going to be who's going to put the most money in my pocket. And that's one thing I think we really need to focus on the next election is explaining a 
little better how Democrats are good for voters, not just that they should vote for our core policy issues because they are the right issues to agree with. Absolutely. And I agree with you on the fact that we do need to change our messaging from the top down. So you've also stated that it's important to invest in young Democrats across the state. What does that mean to you? And how should we go about reaching this ever moving goal of reaching young voters? So the fact is, I was looking at analytics from the races we did win, which was Senators Warnock and some down ballot races. The fact is, in the races which Gen Z and millennials showed up, we win. That's an undeniable fact. So what we now have to do is we have that data and we have to invest. Again, one thing I'll consistently advocate for is reaching people where they're at. We need to make sure that instead of spending millions of dollars on flyers, mailers, and different stuff like that, we're doing TikTok. We're doing Instagram. We're not just posting on social media, but but we have professional political operatives who know how to use ads and targeting young groups because the fact is, and this is what I found out with my mom's campaign, it is much more effective to reach people online, digital, than it is to reach them physically. Okay. So definitely online, especially for the Gen Z generation, correct? Yeah. Because the kids are all right. <laughs> And they're always online. So as we know, the election cycle is now 365, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We've already geared up for 2024. So what are your plans moving forward in 2024, working as a disability advocate within the DPG and beyond? So I'm going to be frank with you. I have not even thought about 2024 because as much as 2024 is important, there's an election before that, and that is going to be 2023 municipals. Uh. Working in a municipal election really gave me gratitude, and I saw how to build up for 2024. We need to be able to elect Democrats in local office. The fact is, when we know Democrats win locally, we know Democrats could win nationally. So I'm going to be working in my community of North Johns Creek this year to make sure, A, we have a strong, diverse, and aggressive slate of candidates running from in Milton, Alpharetta, Johns Creek, Buckhead, Atlanta, but also that those candidates have the resources they need because one thing is, and again, this all comes from my personal experience, these lower campaigns, sometimes it's just the candidate and maybe a family member door knocking. I know in my mom's case, me and my mom, between the two of us, door knocked 5,000 doors by ourselves out of a $6,000 list. Wow. So I really want to make sure that these candidates have the resources and money needed so they could win. And after they win, then we need to start building for 2024. My goodness, you are such an impressive young man. And I want to share with our listeners that you're actually a junior in high school. <laughs> 
not even in college yet. Thank you. And you're doing more than so many other adults ever even think about doing to make lives better. And the Democratic community is very lucky to have you. Thank you. So you've also mentioned that you're working in politics, not just with a disability, but as a very young Gen Z activist. Has it helped or hindered you politically? You mentioned pre-show that the Democratic community, and this is not surprising in the least, that the Democratic community has been very accepting of you and helpful toward you and your goals. Can you give us some specifics on that? And let's lift our spirits up together with the awesome work that you've been able to accomplish. Yeah, and I just want to say the DPG has been amazing and a great ally to the cause. I know that to name out a couple of people, I want to give a huge thank you to Sarah Todd, the county committee chair. She has been working with Georgia high school Democrats. In fact, her son is a Georgia high school Democrat, and she has been working that whenever we need something, even if it's not possible, that the ass makes it through every stage. I also wanted to thank Ernest Boston. He has also been a real great ally and so many others. Can you tell our listeners who Ernest Boston is and what he does? So I'm not exactly sure his official title, but he works with Chairwoman Nakima to make sure there's efficiency in the Democratic Party. Oh, fantastic. Is he a strong disability advocate as well? Yes, he's been amazing. Anything I've needed from him, he's been able to help me get. That's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. So tell us a little bit more about your personal plans, you know, going to college, getting your degree. Are you thinking about going into political science, making this your career? Yeah. So one thing is, and I said this earlier in the program, my first two months in the political space, I knew that this was going to define the rest of my life. So currently as a junior, I'm looking at a lot of college options. Something I'm feeling really strongly about is getting a minor in public policy and either a major in political science or some other type of political field. I've been so grateful to do what I've done managing school full-time, so I'm super excited to see when I have a full-time job in politics what I'm able to complete, and I'm hoping to get into one of the D.C. schools like George Washington, Georgetown, or American, so I could work at the Capitol and get Democratic legislation passed there. That is so exciting, and they would be so damn lucky to have you. (laughs) I mean, anyone moving forward, and I think I'm jealous that you're planning on leaving Georgia. Hopefully one day you'll come home and help turn us into a blue state as well. Actually, let me rephrase that because I forgot to add, that's only for college. Okay. After college, the fact that I do want to come back to Georgia. Georgia has proved time and time again to be the epicenter of the nation. I mean, no offense to Pennsylvania, 
Wisconsin, or any other battleground state. But the fact that Georgia is the battleground state, and after being in Georgia pole for so long, I don't think it's something I could permanently leave. That's wonderful. Well, the state is lucky to have you too. So we'll take it. Go off and get your education and put it to good work on the ground. That's so important. So is there anything else you wanted to add about your experience in politics beyond your disability and what you're doing now? I think something that has been a core issue that I've been trying to champion is I'm the one percent. Most high schoolers, most college students don't have an interest in politics. Voting is not something that is ultra cool. Working on campaigns is not something that interests many people. So I see that because I think one thing we have to do is working on reaching out to those people who might be apprehensive and first and working to bring them out into the fold. That would be wonderful. And we do need to get as many Gen Z individuals as possible engaged into the political process because it's going to affect your generation for decades to come. So very, very important. So do you have any advice for individual county parties that are trying to grow their groups with younger members? How do we go about recruiting young people on the county level? I think what it comes down to is we just need to give them a seat at the table. I know a lot of times people who have been disheartened because they feel like because of their age, nobody is listening. So if you're a county party, just make it known that you're open and you want to work with high schoolers. That little thing can go a long way. Yes. How should we go about getting a Young Democrats Club started? Getting one started is very simple. Reach out to us on Instagram and say, hey, I want to start a club. Per our bylaws, a club needs five members before it could be officially started. So after you gather the five members, we just do a little paperwork on our end and we are able to incorporate you guys and we get you started on instagram facebook if you guys wanted and then any guidance that the potential club leader needs we walk you through but at that point we are really hands-off and we really want our club and chapter leaders to have the ability to do with the club how they see fit so that's also one thing coming from a chapter before i was in state leadership and i love about georgia high school dems oh fantastic so there are resources and support so if there are any young people <laughs> In high school, at Fannin County High School, I hope you'll heed his words, take his advice, and we'll definitely have to work on that. So, Avi, you are definitely an impressive young man. I hope I have the ability to meet you in person one day. You're always welcome up here in Blue Ridge. Same here. 
Yes, absolutely. And please thank your mother as well for all of her hard work and also for her running for office, which is just fantastic. And definitely more people need to step up and do that, especially in municipal and local elections. I agree with you. So if someone wants to learn more about you, if someone wants to learn more about the Georgia High School Democrats, where would you send them? So first of all, let me give my personal Instagram, Avi Diani, that is A-V-I-D-H-Y-A-N-I dot official. So anybody who's interested, anybody who wants to talk more, feel free to text me on Instagram and let's get a conversation started. For any high schooler who is interested in Georgia High School Dems, you could visit us on our website at gahsddems.org or you could also visit us on Instagram, Georgia High School Dems. And we checked that very recently. I have it up on my Instagram. So the minute somebody sends a message, I get notified and normally try to get back within them the same day. Yes, and I can personally attest that you're highly responsive on Instagram. So yes, thank you for that since we've had discussions there. So finally, Avi, and I ask all my guests this question, and you probably know this is coming. Tell us a fun fact about yourself, something not necessarily related to all the fantastic work that you do. Tell us something fun and interesting just about you. Let me try to think of one. One, I know this is kind of boring, but a lot of people I meet get surprised by this fact is I was actually been in Georgia for only about four years now. Originally, I was born and raised in the state of Arizona in Tucson. Oh, wow. So you've done all this work in a scant four years? That's incredible. Actually, two years. I only got started in 2020. Oh, you are my hero. (laughs) You really are. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, thank you, Abby, for joining us today and sharing more about your critical work to advance democratic goals and policy. I'm Meryl Clark, and on behalf of our team, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the North Georgia Blue podcast. Join us next time when we chat with Dom Kelly, CEO and president of New Disabled South, a nonprofit working to improve the lives of disabled people and cultivate strong disability rights and disability justice frameworks across 14 states in the Southern United States. And you're the perfect segue to go into our next show. So thank you. To learn more about us and the work that we're doing, visit us online at FannonCountyGeorgiaDemocrats.com. Share the North Georgia Blue podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to subscribe and follow. And if you enjoy our podcast, be a founding patron and friend of the show at NorthGeorgiaBluePodcast.com slash patron with three different giving levels to choose from, offering cool swag, recognition on the show and website, and valuable gift cards to help us continue getting into more good trouble.